friends, enemies, neutrals, and kind mothers. This episode is an extract from the almost six-hour conversation that ran from around 7 a.m. to almost 1 p.m. on Saturday morning, May 22nd, 2021. This was a meditation conversation on the knowing about our knowing. What we do naturally all the time, except when we take a break from it. It's been called consciousness, awareness, mind, states of mind, minds, chitta, heart mind, primary minds, mental factors, mental arisings, thinking, feeling, talking inside, visualizing, dreaming, affecting, affectations. Here we have an example of beings being conscious of consciousness. How would you define consciousness if we consider a definition of consciousness as the phenomena in which a sentient being experiences knowing? Then what is involved in this knowing? Is there some kind of input and processing, some way of producing enough output to allow for communication? with other beings, with consciousness. This day, Saturday, May 22nd, we had Luis Del Pino appear, and I invited Justin Shinryu Williams because I saw that I had, that he had messaged me on Facebook Messenger, and he joined up. Also showing up and contributing are Mike Taylor in Winter Park and Dominic in Toronto. Enjoy this conversation meditation here at wake up and think clearly your podcast where you grow thank you for worldview we were talking about worldviews. yes, yes. The, the, yes. The, don't you think uh, in in buddhist uh, early scriptures or, or sutras he, he was trying to get people to to undo their worldviews, or 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 to uh, to meet, even doubt their worldviews. He was actually um, replacing. Oh, Lewis has disappeared. Uh, he was um, part of his activity. I would say was replacing um, unskillful worldviews with skillful worldviews. And or this maybe- is. Maybe if someone, if someone had the worldview that there might be a God and, and then someone, and on another occasion that there might not be a God, then he would go to the opposite end to make them think the other way of whatever um, they, they think. Well, I think the key is, so it's a little different. Like in, in, for example, the scientific approach is to try to create a worldview that is most in accordance with uh, the evidence and that's very good that's in a way that's noble but the buddhist approach is not uh, not like that oh that's very nice water can can i see again um Jairo? So, no no on the you turned the camera around <laughs> oh nice is it a canal or a lake it's a it's a very round lake nice nice 
where I, so, where I live. So the Buddhist approach is not simply, I mean, there is a, there is a direction of trying to create, no, trying to bring our worldview in conformity with reality, but that's only sort of part of the project. Uh, maybe the, a more significant part of the project is actually having a worldview that that the effect of which, you know, by holding that worldview, you are sort of how do you say encouraged or or tended towards uh, happiness and away from suffering. So mm -hmm. you know, you you could develop a very um, accurate worldview you know very much based on evidence that could lead you to suffering for example if you if you spend all your time studying all of the terrible things in the world all of those nasty people who are aggressive to people and so on you could you could generate a worldview that's really evidence-based and sort of accurate but that leads to depression or um, uh, how do you say despair and so on? That that wouldn't, from the Buddhist point of view, this would be unskillful. So actually, what's more important than simple truth is actually the effects of views. This is very significant. That's interesting. Yeah. Hmm. What so do you for think? For example, we... you called me your mother. Lewis seems to have gone. No, no, I'm here. I'm here. Oh, I'm oh. typing something. <laughs> All right. Trying to so, do two things at the same time, which I'm very bad at. Um, <laughs> so, Jairo, you called me your mother. Now, that is this particular worldview that is designed, really, to, to move from suffering to happiness. Because... If you consider that we've all had, uh, let's say, limitless lifetimes, and we've all at some stage been each other's mothers. Now, you could say, oh, we've all, if we've had infinite lifetimes, we've all been each other's murderers. So everyone is my murderer. But that, <laughs> that would not be helpful because that would not generate good feeling towards others. So instead, we focus, okay, you've all been my mother, so then I should be uh, compassionate and loving. Now, the effect of that is generation of positive emotional affects, and it also uh, encourages smooth social relationships and harmonious society, but more, more significantly for the Buddha, yeah. is, uh, the harmony of the internal experience. Mm. Yes, I agree with that 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 worldview would be most uh, beneficial. Yeah. So that's why I say, hello, friends, enemies, and <laughs> the kind, enemies follow us. And kind mothers. Because, right. <laughs> because we could, even though we could uh, at one time be a friend and be friends, we could, it could change to becoming enemies. <laughs> we could, <laughs> potentially, <laughs> potentially. Or it could be, well, we could end up being neutral. You yeah. could uh, ignore the others. You, yeah. you asked my opinion on this, Jairo, uh, <laughs> so I'm, I'm just going to uh, repeat my, uh, I think we've discussed this before, my view on rebirth. Uh, 
transmigration or whatever you want to call it. So, and we were just talking about that before adjusting. Oh, really? Uh, joined in. Yeah, well, in, in other, from another perspective, uh, uh, I asked the question, <laughs> does a proton have uh, a mind? Or does a, a proton have consciousness? And so that intrigued uh, Jairo. And he said, a material object that has a non-material object. And, and that's the way we look, you know, the conventional mind. Just uh, before you, this sounds very interesting, Liz, but just before we proceed, would you mind briefly defining what you mean by consciousness? Okay. Uh, consciousness would be a knowing, you know, perception and well what is consciousness is it's a knowing a knowing in in the in a mosquito knows it goes from one place to another looking for blood for example or for shade if he sees a lot of light it goes into the shade so, so it knows I... but it knows very little and you know so so you can say yeah. that consciousness is imminent of reality and it's everywhere Wait, wait, wait! But there, you're totally straying from from defining consciousness. You start right. saying uh, so, this. That. So let's but, talk about the consciousness. But, but if you that talk you about knowing, know. uh, like yeah. for example, in the way a mosquito knows, this like a. For the example, would knowing. you would you would this have to uh, include uh, the um, how do you say the 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 mental differentiation differentiation between self and other? Uh, well, okay, so. Uh, that's, you know, so knowing is from a function from zero to infinity, let's put it this way, you know. No, I don't, I don't accept that. Zero, or, uh, zero knowing to, you know, uh, enlightenment. Zero knowing that. would not be knowing. Well, but it's some knowing. No, know? zero knowing is by definition zero, so that's not knowing, okay. it's zero. It's, it's a function between zero and infinity, okay? So two, two asymptotes. Where you go very, this very. This is totally close to um, um, conceptual. It's not based in reality <laughs> because this is it. Isn't right. your consciousness it's, conceptual? Oh, Mike can help. No, he's, he's well, it depends because you've not defined he it can yet. Define but zero let's and say hello to our infinity. Welcome, Mike. Morning. Hi, Mike. Good morning, Mike. Mike was a professor of mathematics at UCF. Oh, he cool. Can help us with. Zero and infinity. Oh, no. Are they undefined or defined? I'm a former <laughs> professor. I'm what's like what they call an extinguished professor of math. <laughs> <laughs> That's very funny. Now it's like the Marines. Once a professor, always a professor. <laughs> Lewis might be about to give us uh, his working definition of consciousness. We are yet mm -hmm. to hear it. Yes. Uh, so, consciousness is knowing, right? And what is, define knowing briefly. Knowing is uh, receiving data. It's like input, processing. Receiving data. Receiving data and processing. Okay, then I can definitively say protons do not have consciousness because they don't, do not receive and process data. Well, not that you know of. Can you even conceptually try to explain any yeah. possibility that a proton can receive yeah. and process 
data. You have three things, receiving and processing right. data. Well, you are a whole bunch of protons. Not only. You know, you're a whole bunch of stuff. You're a whole bunch of energy. Yeah. And then from that whole bunch of energy, there arises knowing. Right? But, you know, you oh. need a whole bunch of input. Yeah. Because if you don't have any input, you, you know, you just... That doesn't, mean that, that doesn't mean that all the parts that have consciousness. For example, the wheel of, you know, the, the axle of a car yeah. is not a vehicle. You right. Know, right. We can say a car is a vehicle, but we right. cannot say, therefore, all of the parts of a car are a vehicle. No. In, in, in essence... Yes. <laughs> In essence, yes. What they are just a vehicle. Like, just like you cannot say that you're not reality. Uh, so in essence, you said in essence, yes. What in essence, yes, they are not a vehicle, or yes, they in are essence, a vehicle. They are a vehicle in essence. Please not in try aspect. to get a, just a, an axle of a car and demonstrate for me that that axle is a vehicle. Yes, but let's let's go back to. For example, me saying, are you reality or you're not reality? It depends how you define reality. If you define reality as the totality, then I have to say, no, I'm not the totality of everything. You're a part of the totality. Yes, I'm a part. That's the, now that's so, the difference. A part so, <laughs> of a vehicle is not a vehicle. So basically, you are reality, not in its totality, but in its part. I am a part. Reality is holographic. If you read uh, David Bohm, to your words, uh, David Bohm uh, is a physicist, and he says reality is a hologram. Oh, in every oh, part he's of a reality, physicist, then yes. everything he says must be true. No, is David Bohm real? <laughs> yes, he is. If he's not yes, real, he can we discard his statement? Yes, he is. <laughs> what I'm trying to what I'm trying to uh, get to here is that the whole is made of parts. Yes, and, and the, the whole parts... is greater than the sum of the parts. It is not merely the parts stuck together. It is something other than the what mere is collection great... of parts. What is greater than the whole? God. What is greater than the whole? What, yeah. Where does it, why is what... this question relevant? Because you say that you have a whole bunch of parts that make a whole, yeah. and yeah. the whole is greater than the parts. So what is, greater parts. Than, what is greater than the whole? The, the whole function. is greater than the sum of the parts. Well, what is greater than that whole would be yes. if that whole is a part of another complex system, which that is a part of. For example, the liver right. is a functioning organ, and yet the sum of the organ systems mm -hmm. is greater th th than, uh, sorry, the, the whole, you know, the whole organism, the whole biological organism is greater than merely the collection of uh, organs. And yeah. what is greater than the whole? Well, for example, the economy is a complex phenomena. Uh, yes, 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 know, I understand. Uh, I understand. Uh, consisting keep going. of many keep, keep, parts. Keep going, well, keep it's, going. Yeah, it's a, it's a holarchy. But it doesn't mean that you can find the uh, attributes of a whole in the parts. For example, you cannot predict the fluid dynamics of water by just examining oxygen and hydrogen atoms. 
and this is the whole process of uh, complexity and self-organizing systems. They are non-reducible to their parts. Would you agree? Um, I forgot. Mike, would you agree? That they're non-reducible to their parts? Yeah, like that um, with a complex system, you have emergent properties that cannot be reduced to the properties of the parts of the complex system. I have no idea. Oh. Depends in part on what you mean by such a term as reducible. Oh, okay, well, let's say, um, can the properties of a complex system be generated by the individual parts when they are not part of the complex system, for example? I, I'm sorry, I, I tend to find the picture rather fuzzy. Yeah, sure. Now, let, 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 me, let me ask you, sure. what question were you starting with? This, this was something about explaining. What is consciousness? consciousness? Yep. Yeah. Well, so I wanted the, Lewis to define consciousness before he went on his. The, you uh, know, the, the first journey. thing that strikes me hmm. is uh, I'm not at all sure which terms, which ideas are more basic than consciousness. Uh, that being so, how do I go back to some term which is presumably right on the bottom of the set of terms, one of these terms in which we define other things, and how do I go beyond the bottom of the basement of the words and understandings and there give a go. definition? Mm. So you have to, you cannot stop anywhere. In the definition of consciousness, you cannot stop anywhere. You cannot stop at the proton or the brain or the body or the society why not the country that, that sounds like an idea not based in evidence Lewis. because if i if i cut you in half you know where is your consciousness on the left half or the right half where where is you your cut off my legs yeah then i my legs will not so you already defined consciousness as was it receiving and processing data now the way it, in which which my amputated legs will receive and process data is entirely different to the way my upper the, the, the upper part of my body if i'm still alive and conscious will be processing data it's totally yeah. different data processing so if i if you if you put it like that where is your consciousness within you where is it yeah it must be somewhere if it's not in your leg where is it right here <clears throat> is well, again, Chita, we've not, Chita I don't think we satisfac satisfactorily, so, oh, sorry. Yeah, that's, a, that's, that's one uh, idea. But uh, we, we've not satisfactorily defined consciousness. But I would say that uh, the vast majority of data processing, which you've defined consciousness as, occurs in the brain. Where in the brain? Do you, well, that, that depends on what type of data processing you're talking about. There's certain areas that are more um, used in visual data processing, for example, or sound processing or yeah. smell processing. Is, it, is, is the brain not connected to the body? Well, is there a brain without a body? My brain personally is connected. 
you know, it is not yeah. separate so from what, my body. What, I, what I'm trying to do is to delocalize the very concept, the very yes. idea of consciousness. But I think you stray into, into uh, intellectual speculation, which has no basis in evidence. But nobody has seen consciousness anywhere. There's no evidence anywhere. Why would you expect to be able to see it? Uh -huh. Like you, you're saying, you are the one who's trying to say that, you know, it's all, it's all a thing. You know, Did I say it's your, all a thing? Your leg, is, okay. your leg is a thing, but your consciousness is not. What's, what, what, I never why, said it's all a thing. I never said that. So, you know. Let's say, for example, to... where, where can you find the fluid dynamic characteristics of water can you find it in individual water molecules you find it in consciousness you cannot in... you can only find it in the aggregation of a multitude of mm. water molecules if there is no mind to look the at the water there is no fluid dynamics what do you mean there is no fluid dynamics because there's nobody to look at the water who's going to come up with that idea the water doesn't suddenly not behave in a certain way just because nobody's no human is looking it behaves but nobody gives it a name it doesn't matter the yes but flows. that doesn't mean that fluid dynamics doesn't exist fluid dynamics is a human term as a way of communicating a phenomena in nature it doesn't mean that the phenomena stops existing if a yeah, human stops denying, looking yes, at I'm it i'm not denying anything I'm just but saying still, that. I can ask you, where are those fluid dynamic properties? Can you find them in any individual molecule? And the answer is you no. Don't. It's the mind. It is a it, complex phenomenon. No, not it's, because it's made in the mind. It's not made in the mind. It is mm. an aggregate of water molecules behave you, in characteristic <laughs> ways when they are together under certain circumstances. And mm -hmm. that is non-reducible to the individual. It's Let me okay, put I'll it give this you another way. example um ants have very complex behaviors they can even build um air conditioning or is that termites or ants uh, i forget well let's say one of those creatures they can build um uh, air conditioning systems in uh -huh. their uh, homes they farm algae and so on they have very complex behaviors and the old school thinking this is a linear causality thinking is that oh the queen must have the blueprints the queen must be giving out these specific orders to the workers. But in fact, what has been, uh, what seems to have been uh, demonstrated is that if the individual um, members of that society operate on really relatively very simple rules, then by the interaction of many of them with simple mm -hmm. rules, you get emergent properties. There you go. Very so, complex so phenomena con resulting that are not go. found in any of the individuals. It doesn't mean so, that when the human stops looking at the ants, they all just behave chaotically. No, no, they're still there. They're still there. Yeah. It doesn't mean that uh, the, so those properties don't exist. I think we can agree on this. They, they're not simply understood by this uh, very so linear consciousness. Causality. Let's see if we can agree on this. Consciousness is an emergent phenomenon within reality it seems so to me there you it go seems so where where it is it's everywhere and nowhere at the same time just like no no, no. now you are straying into intellectual like uh, speculation that's again not rooted in evidence you're saying oh it's mysterious therefore it's everywhere no, but where that, is that's it not based where, in... where, where is it it's there and in here too 
consciousness where, is in your brain and in my brain? Where is the capacity for ants to build complex structures? Where is it? If you try to look, where is it's it? It's another emergent property of reality. It's not it's just nowhere. everywhere. It's, it's nowhere. infinite and zero. So it consciousness. Physic it's it's a direct Listen. property of the right. of Let's. the coming together of the individuals. Let's try so to agree on this. For example, if the brain is a very, very, very complex uh, organ, yes. um, together with the body, let's say the whole body system, yes. heavily dependent specifically on the brain for complex, then um, you In can the say that if you ask where is it, you can say it is, um, it is an emergent property of that biological organism. Okay, okay. Let's see if we can expand this. We agree that consciousness is an emergent process within reality. Well, yeah, and anything okay. that uh, we can talk about and it emerges pretty much it anywhere. It emerges thing. anywhere, right? No, what's your evidence time? for that? What's your evidence for that, Lewis? It emerges well, everywhere. I know it emerges here. Because I know what. Okay, I that's, know that's one specific place, I, and yeah, I, I know it emerges there. I get it. Does it and emerge out of a it, fart? I know it emerges in many, many brains. Yes, many brains. It, okay. Okay, there we go. So very specifically uh, how, limited. How many brains are there in this planet, which is you know a very tiny part of the universe? A brain a doesn't mean everywhere. Like there isn't a but, brain in my toilet. But is uh, when you say consciousness, are you talking about human consciousness or mosquito consciousness? They Actually, we're same. working on your definition, which is the uh, uh, input and processing of data. There you go. Since it, universal. Because, because my toilet does not have this function. Well, uh, a, a, you know, that's, that's the deal. Therefore, that's the deal that uh, consciousness emerges. But a computer uh, has consciousness, therefore, according to Luis's definition, that's why he wants a proton to have consciousness, that it's everywhere, so that he can prove that consciousness that we have is an emergent property of, of protons. So, but I'm, I'm trying to look not at things within reality, maybe. but at the nature or the essence of anything. That way I can generalize. Okay, so, to so please explain, how does my toilet um, input and process data? You because know, you, you believe- the impression yeah. that, that Justin and Luis are both fighting from totally different positions. <laughs> yes. <laughs> philosophical positions. Without a doubt. Without and a doubt. are both somewhat bewildered every time their saber thrust does not hit home. <laughs> <laughs> How can you not see, Justin? How can you not see? But we are looking at the two perspectives, the two fundamental uh, ways of looking at reality, the conventional and the non-conventional uh, perspective. Conventional perspective looks at things. The, the non-conventional perspective, the, the metaphysical perspective or transcendental looks at the essence of anything. And that includes anything from zero. From zero Kelvin, anything is in there is considered. And since zero Kelvin? Yes. Can you explain to me any phenomena that you are aware of at zero Kelvin that receives and processes data? Well, at zero Kelvin, zero 
becomes a quantum and a quantum becomes a zero. I think you're Constantly. talking nonsense. No, this, let, I'm let not making ask. this up. I'm not making this up. Let yeah. me ask, is uh, what is the connection between consciousness and information processing? I keep hearing both of you talk about information <clears throat> processing. Oh, Mike, I, I'll just uh, explain a little. So, so Lewis was about to go on a long spiel about consciousness. So in order to take, uh, to make my own effort to listen, then I would have to know what he means, you know, by, by his term consciousness. So I asked him to give a definition. So he defined consciousness as the, the uh, I don't know if it was the ability to, or just the phenomena of no, um, inputting no. and processing data. So we're working, so that's uh, the, the Lewis's definition that we're working on, because I know many different people can mean something very different by consciousness, almost as different as people can mean by the word God. So I wouldn't want to have any rigorous detailed conversation unless I understand the term that the, the person is meaning. So I, I'm, I'm taking his definition. Mm -hmm. So you're both understanding that consciousness somehow or other involves data processing. No, I'm not understanding that, but I'm, I'm taking that understanding because that's Lewis's understanding and I'm in conversation with Lewis. So I'm, I'm, I'm uh, discussing if it's the validity of his concept based on Justin, his definition. Let's break that down. So you do not agree that consciousness is uh, data processing, input, output. I'm not saying I don't agree. Consciousness is a word, and we all use words to, to, to refer to different things. We can use the same word to refer to different things. So yeah. if I'm to have a meaningful conversation with you, I will adopt your uh, meaning of the word that you are using to express mm. your concepts. Mm -hmm. uh, out of politeness and convenience. Sure. Otherwise, sure. So, we'd be having a conversation about. So two I totally say consciousness things, yeah. is a process, a process where information is exchanged. Yeah. You know, and input, process. output, and processing, analyzing, yes. and everything. Okay, exchange. So, so we've uh, added to the definition now: exchanged, so inputted, processed, and also exchanged. We have an expanded well, I, definition now. I mean, input is exchange. Input is exchange. Going on everywhere. Like exchange is usually, a, I think, means going back and forth. Back and forth. There you Back and forth. Isn't a stoplight a, a process as a, of information? Red, green, and yellow. Isn't a, a process of information? So, it's, where's the consciousness in the stoplight? Or or in a in a computer. So we, we, I think we we can agree also to to say that consciousness is not a human thing. It belongs it belongs everywhere. It's a, it's a, I think you mean not only of, a human thing. It yeah, it's it's a thing of reality. It happens everywhere. Now this is again this for me this is where you leap to um, yeah. evidence less speculate uh, intellectual speculation. It's an assumption. Not not something that's derived on. Are animals conscious? In yeah, in my opinion, they very obviously input okay. and process. Where data. do you where do you stop the concept of consciousness? For example, is a virus conscious? According to your definition, 
Well, I would have to check with maybe a biochemist if, uh, if they input and process data, I'm not sure. But when it comes to a proton, I know of no evidence of them inputting and processing data. Processing is already a complex phenomenon. A proton is made of the dense and, and that's why, again, when quarks. you go to zero Kelvin, yeah, I, I find it hard it, to imagine any processing at zero Kelvin since there's no and movement. Yet, and yet, zero does, is not zero for more than a, a quantum time, a, a time so small that you cannot really talk you know, about time there. A zero is never zero for more than a quantum time to become a quantum bit of energy and then fizz back into zero. Yeah, I, I, no... I worry about like I a very far-fetched speculation. I and I, I, I challenge I, I... you to provide any evidence, actual Wait, okay. evidence of data processing at zero degrees Kelvin. I, well, uh, I, then I refer you to the latest uh, quantum uh, mechanical uh, theoretical physicists that study the nature of quantum uh, I quantum welcome you to zero. send me, uh, okay, send me well, by email I'll, or whatever, any evidence okay, of I'll, data I'll give you all the lectures, zero degrees Kelvin. I'll, I'll give you all the lectures that I've listened to. I'm, I'm not a physicist. I'm not a yeah. theoretical no, physicist. But just, but just that one I, point is enough. That one listen, point, data processing at zero degrees Kelvin or it, data processing carried out by a proton. Isn't data made up of zeros and ones? Uh, well, computer data is. Yeah. All, da Human all data, no. all data, no. you are made of zeros and ones. No, no, I'm not. No? No. What are you made of? All sorts of things. And what are those things made of? What, 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 define zero and one. If, if, you, if you insist on this very peculiar, uh, fanciful idea that I'm created of zeros and ones, please define what you mean by zeros and ones, briefly. Reality? Reality is quantum in nature. Uh, it's not can analog. Can you very briefly uh, define it, what it's you not mean analog. by that statement? It, it, reality yeah. is not made of a line that is continuous. It's not a line? analog. Again, yes. the, uh, you're leaping from like <laughs> okay, the fabric. unexplainable concept okay. to unexplainable right. concept. Let's put it this way. The fabric, the fabric of reality, what we're made of, the fabric right. of reality is not analog. It is quantized. The smaller you look, the smaller you look in space-time, yes. the more you see that everything is either a zero or a one or a combination. Define of what is a ones. zero and what is a one, because this makes no zero, sense to me whatsoever. Zero is where there's nothing. Zero. So no I'm energy. composed of a series of nothings. And yes, a series yes. of something else. I'm gonna, Please, I'm gonna give you. I'm to very you. interested how you conceptualize a Justin, series of Justin, nothings. I'm gonna take you back to the uh, the Buddhist uh, uh, tradition. Form is emptiness. Emptiness is form. Yeah, emptiness if you, does not if mean you, zero in that context. Well, form is context. anyone, right? Form is anyone. Uh, emptiness in Buddhism is very specifically empty of something very specific of what of being of of independent existence <laughs> and of permanence so we don't say something is empty means it's nothing something is empty in buddhism means it is it is 
it has an absence of being that's why that's permanently why was, existing yes. it has an absence of being independent See, from everything else so you, nothing is independent it doesn't mean you it's are zero. Me. there's nothing you, about zero there. you are agreeing with me because when i i told you that i don't look at things i look at the essence of anything you hope that you're looking at that and, or you and think the you're essence, looking at that and the essence of anything is zero is empty Yes, I think that your your concept Sanskrit of zero and one is redundant is and uh, <laughs> ridiculous. So, the Sanskrit word for zero is shunya, and shunyata is empty. It's not zero. It's nothing to do with zero. Well, well zero, you tell me. You, zero, you tell me. Zero means I think not, you're too, not too influenced there. by computers. No, you can't see. This is the thing where you have to see things from both I have conventional. To. Well, it behooves you to see things from both the conventional and non-conventional view because Lewis, it's I also possible that you think that you are seeing things yes. from conventional and yes, yes, whatever yes. other view but My, it might be that you are not yes 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 we, hey, we are exchanging in here. intellectual speculation that See? doesn't have a basis in buddhism or reality justin we are just exchanging here yes. that consciousness and this consciousness which is the same consciousness because you know, Lewis the, so. it doesn't have a label on it, right? My consciousness is this is Lewis's consciousness and not just actually it does. I can see the label Lewis. <laughs> but if you if you look through it, you, we are the same. We are reality <laughs> talking to itself through its two. From one perspective, I can agree with that particular statement. There you go. So so basically, this is not me or you. This is reality trying to understand itself with that, a better that statement. I would disagree with. You would uh, yeah we we you, are the same you this is reality talking to itself <laughs> yes. but to say that it is not you is also i would disagree with you are separate from me okay. and you are I'm not gonna, separate from me but i'm going to propose something to you i'm going to propose something to you zero is one at the same time and one is zero at the same time but See you have to can... define zero and one before before I can even okay. judge right. whether that makes any sense. Okay, or not. so so zero is no thing, no dash thing, no phenomena, no what energy. Do you mean, what do you mean by thing? No energy. No energy. That's right. okay. That's getting a bit more specific. Because okay. zero means no energy. Okay. Yes. And then what's one? One is energy. So something right okay how so, what, what is the maximum number of no energy you can have zero okay if, if there's so nothing is nothing more than there is one, no object zero. there is no phenomenon because there's nothing observable and hence there's no consciousness because there's nothing to see there's nothing to think there's nothing to receive there's nothing to exchange there's nothing to uh, process Zero. Okay, so you've defined zero now as as no energy. And what's one? Energy. Very so tiny I, you're energy. saying I'm made up. I'm made up of energy, but I'm also made up of no energy. So you like both, no energy are, plus energy. You so are, it's kind of like kind of like when I ate a time. banana. I ate a banana, and I also ate no banana. So no banana plus a banana is a banana, obviously, because one plus zero equals one. So basically, it's in fact, I ate 5,000 no bananas this morning, in fact. In a sense, yes. Yeah. In a it, sense basically, also. I'm talking nonsense. 
<laughs> but it's, the reality is you understand no there is a national shortage of no bananas <laughs> <laughs> but to say we i made up of energy and no energy is simply nonsense it's like saying um i have a car and no car oh that's correct so you have that a is car. correct so someone In who has no car just has listen, no car but someone who uh, has you, a car has a car and no car you are getting it in conventional terms, you have a car. You, no, I don't have a car. <laughs> I only have no car. Okay, I don't have in no car and a car. But li listen to this. Where I'm just trying to to lead you where to my perspective of things of the, of yes. the world. The, yes. the, the, the in conventional terms, you may have a car if you have a car, but in transcendental terms, you do not, because car and me and having are of the mind, of the consciousness, interchange of data. But the whole is greater than its parts. So I see you so, have all the cars. You, what? <laughs> it's just, in a sense, reality is all cars and no cars at the same time. Reality is and is not concurrently. No, you, you so when you say no, no cars, you mean zero cars? No cars is no phenomenon. Zero. Yeah. Five hundred. But five we know there's no zero. Do we you know that there is no zero? That all cars are made of zeros and ones. No, this is nonsense. You can't say that a car is made of. You've already defined zero and one, by the way. So now you're saying a car is made of no energy and energy. Yes. That's just like my breakfast was no banana and a banana. But just just think it's about no this. No different. You no see the car. Than you, saying you see the car. Banana. See the car, you cut it in half, and you cut it in half, and you cut it again and again and yeah, again. Then where totally is where it. is the car? Where is the car within that well, car? There's no more car now. There's just a pile of junk, because a but car was, is a whole. was never a car. There was. You call it a car. You already you, said it was a car. It's your consciousness that sees a car <laughs> there, but they, all there is in there is a whole bunch of zero ones. No, Do there's you, not. There's not no energy plus energy. <laughs> <laughs> and and you can't say there's no car. You're saying there's no hole. It's like um, if there is a hole, there is a hole. Yes, a hole can be divided into parts. But if you try to divide a self-organizing system into parts, you actually the self-organizing system will cease to exist because you have broken it into parts. I'll give you an example. If you get a cat and you cut off its tail and its legs. Ow and its head and its Ow. ribs all pull it apart, you don't have a cat still. You have a corpse. Where's you, my cat? The whole is not can you in make, the um, parts. Can you make reality disappear by cutting it into parts? Reality? Yes. Do you mean the totality? The totality, yes, which is made of parts. So you're cutting parts, parts, parts. You cut the whole into an infinity of parts. You can't, is reality, you can't is reality, reality gone? Apart. Is reality gone? You, you're asking for the impossible. You can't cut reality apart. At zero Kelvin. At, at, zero, <laughs> Kel at zero Kelvin, is reality there? 
Yes. Reality is not zero Kelvin. So your question is... Reality is everything and nothing at the same time. You cannot say that zero is not part of reality. You're just repeating the spiel about everything is zeros and ones. But again, it's I can see nothing but intellectual preconception behind your idea. Nothing but that. There's no basis. Anitya, impermanent. An impermanence. For something to be something else to change doesn't it have to stop being what it is no what if it's ask the question again or something a to become b doesn't a have to stop being a to become b only if b is mutually exclusive with a so what is that space between a and b uh no maybe uh, Zero Kelvin. What the fuck? You, you, you uh, what are you talking nonsense? So let's say, okay, let's say um, I can't speak French. So I'm a person who can't speak French. Let's say I want to transform into a person who can speak French. You don't have to freeze my body to zero degrees Kelvin in order to teach me French. It's total nonsense. That zero becoming one is in everything including changing from it's french only to in german your head, Lewis. it's only in your head it, it is indeed that's for it, sure it's your concept it's you're not so in, it, attached to your zero and one concept but you have no way of of even theoretically let alone physically establishing this uh, any validity to your idea so far as i've experienced well I still, I still ask you, where is your consciousness, and can you cut it in little pieces, and or how is does it that some, the zero some and one is it like, is that like a fuzzy ball that goes from one place to the other, so you can't get rid of it? How, how what's this got to do with your zero and one hypothesis? Well, I, I define consciousness as input output, data exchange, and processing, and it, I say it is an emergent quality of the whole, so it's everywhere. Yeah, this is a speculation that has no grounding in either reasoning or evidence. But so far that you've demonstrated. Every sentient being has consciousness. Yes, that's the definition of sentient being. There you go. I'm understanding there the you definition. Go. So, you know, yeah, anything, anything that moves around or changes is a sentient being. Really? Who, according to who? Well, I, un- I accept that all sentient beings have consciousness because... The definition of sentient being is that it has consciousness. So it's just uh, this is only a matter of dictionary, yeah. really. Um, so this emergency. say that this, everything that moves around has consciousness. Now that's something that I, I, I would not agree with, obviously. Why not? It may be why a not? tiny piece of consciousness. Because I would have. Let's say if a if a if a piece of dust is moving in space, then it's moving. Now that doesn't to me prove that it is inputting and processing data. Not just that because you it's know moving. of, right? Not that you know of. No, so because I don't but, know it, then I would, but it's I would still, certainly it's still not part assume of reality. it to be so, because so it, to it, assume it, things that I have no knowledge of is yeah. irrational. Well, you, what I try to do is not to stop anywhere because there are, there are really no holes in reality. There's no escape in reality. A piece of dust flying in space is still reality so the property 
of emergent consciousness is potential there. Now, how much, how yeah, much does it potentiate? And that's why I said that it's a function from zero to infinity you know, between zero and infinity. I so, think your intellectual ideas are trapping you in a loop, Lewis. I, I just cannot uh, uh, say that consciousness is only me or only Great. mosquito That's or good. only this or that. Consciousness is yeah. a property, an emergent property of the whole. So it can be anywhere, potentially anywhere. It's an emergent property that we find within the whole. I can agree with that. Because within the whole, we have Mike and Dominique and uh, Jairo and yourself. And, and, and within this whole universe, we can observe consciousness has emerged within the whole. To then extrapolate that and say, therefore, everything must be inputting and outputting data and processing data. That is a massive leap of preconceived intellectual at least we can agree that it is an emergent property an emergent phenomenon within reality yes. which, which could be described as a function between zero and infinity no Again, what do you, you define zero and in zero oh we, we haven't defined infinity yet but you've defined zero as no energy and one yeah, as no exchange energy. No so exchange it's already kind of useless concept yeah so basically what i cannot say is I can say that consciousness is an emergent property of reality, but it's not, for reality me to, it's, not, reality. it's not for me to say what, what conscious, uh, consciousness is or is not, because it's emergent of the whole of reality, of the infinity. Who You've am already I to said say what consciousness is. Right? It's, You've it's already defined it. An well, emergent process. Not totally, but but, but it, then can I say that I have consciousness, but the dust of uh, the dust traveling in space doesn't have, or it has so little that I cannot define it as human consciousness? You say example? it has so little, but you don't. You, I don't think you have evidence that it has any. I don't think you have any evidence that a speck of what, dust is processing what I'm data. Proposing, what I'm proposing. It would be like saying, is, like if I thought, oh, hmm. I can speak English, and other people can speak English. Hmm, maybe every life in the universe can speak english hmm i think i will i think i will fix my mind on that but that potentially conclusion you would agree because that because yes. i haven't checked and i have no evidence for it yeah. but since i can speak english and lewis can speak english yes. i think that i will strongly tightly cling on to the definite conclusion that every living being in the universe can speak can. english can can. And does speak English, whatever. No, However no, extreme you want difference. to make the absurdity. That is the difference. Can, that means that with a certain degree of probability, uh, with a certain you know, degree of probability, my aged dog could speak English. That is yeah, correct. Yeah, I would have to disagree with you. But it's, it's just everything is a probability. Everything is data, an exchange of data. So everything is probabilistic. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact. And there's everything. a probability that you are wrong, Lewis, about your ideas. Yes, also, yes, yes. Yeah. So I, maybe we can define consciousness as an emergent property between every zero and every one. If, 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 if you're if, welcome if, to do so, but you have to do so without if we say that my agreement one would be infinity and zero nonsense. would be zero. What I'm trying to uh, portray here or share here is yeah. that I cannot say that I have consciousness, but the chair does not. And you can't say that. Why? Because, because with the proper factors and elements, 
they could be some consciousness. Is, at is that the level. reason why you can't say that because you don't know that to be true? You don't know that the chair doesn't have consciousness. Therefore, you can't say that it doesn't. Is that right? I, I think is that, the is that way why? to put this is that you cannot say it doesn't. Yeah, but you cannot but I, say it does. Could you try to give me a yes or no answer? Is part, is part of the reason, or part or whole of the reason why you cannot say the chair does not have consciousness? Because you do not know the chair to not have consciousness. You're not yeah. sure that it doesn't have consciousness, therefore you can't say that it doesn't have consciousness. So it's like being agnostic. No, but, but is that, is it, I can't is, say there is, is a God, fair? I can't say there is one. Uh, there okay, so one. it sounds like you're agreeing with me. So but, on, that, on that same basis, if you refuse to say that the chair doesn't have consciousness because you don't know it to not have consciousness, then similarly, you should not say that the chair has consciousness because you do not know it to have consciousness. Let's, okay, let's agree on this. Consciousness is like autism. It's Wait, when you say let's agree it, on this, do you mean what I just said? Yes. So but in that case, you can't say everything is conscious. <laughs> You've already excluded the chair. You can't say no, the whole universe minute. except that chair. No, you know? no, wait a minute. I'm just trying to, I'm just trying to agree with you. Yeah. Or at least to find coherence or, or concurrence in, in, yeah. in what we think. So we have agreed that consciousness is an emergent property uh, of the whole. Or within the whole. Of or within the whole. I wouldn't be sure which. It emerges within the whole, of the that. whole, by the whole. If there's no whole, there's no, not, so it's, it's all one thing. It's an emergent property. I would of agree that the, um, it is an emergent property that we find within reality. And a emergent, a for emergent means that it's there is no consciousness, zero consciousness, right? Or a little bit of That's consciousness. That's not what emergence means. Yeah. Emergent is that when something gets together and becomes, you know, a phenomenon. Right. Okay. Okay. Well, yeah, like a it's, car, I mean, it's like a, a, a car. little bit more specific than like that. Like a but... car before is a car. It's a piece of metal, and then this and this, and then you have bolts, and, blah, 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 and now you have a car. A car is an emergent phenomenon within reality too. Okay. So I won't slow the process down by defining emergence, but let's continue. Well, emergence is to come out of something. Everything yes. comes out yes. of reality, but it's yes. not. It, you know. When you come out as a as a as a baby, you know, are you a grown-up human? No, you're just a baby. Or your consciousness, for example, do you know a lot when you're born? You don't know shit. And then you know your consciousness evolves and starts, uh, you know, more data input, output, more an analysis. You become more abstract, more subtle. Ooh. So, it every every phenomenon is emergent of the whole, and as such, emergent every phenomenon. I don't know what that means. Every, I'm sorry. I don't know what emergent of the whole means, but Every, you're everything saying everything, everything is within reality. Everything yes. in reality is in reality. I think that's emergent of reality. Yes, yes. And then because everything is constantly in change and impermanent, you cannot really say that a car is always the same car. It's always changing. I don't <laughs> think anyone like... has ever said a car is always the same car. Well, it's always changing. So it's it's also an emergent thing. And the same thing happens with any phenomenon within reality. It is constantly changing. It's never the same thing, same phenomenon from one moment to the next, because, you know, something changes in it. Not necessarily. I don't, wouldn't necessarily agree with that. 
You wouldn't. No. So things I are. I don't know. I don't know. Things are it's, set in permanent. Again, it, it partly depends on the level of uh, examination. That is correct. It depends on the perspective. If you look at a car at the car level, human level, this is a car and it's a car and this, it's a car. But if you look at it from a different perspective, it's a bunch of energy that is constantly changing. The components of that car are always changing. Some are decaying, even to at the molecular extent. level. Yes, yeah, some extent, some degree of change. The the particles, the fundamental particles that it's made of, are constantly changing. Yeah. I mean, there's a car some, is a car in degree. your mind. It's but also as an object, it's just a changing thing. I mean, you have to go with it. Just, but even even in your mind, it can still be a changing thing. That is correct. That, that is changing. That, that is correct. Existing. So that this thing about the constant change in evolution, this emergence applies to everything. So emergence and change are, are not the same thing. And it, and when we talk about emergence, I think it's we have to differentiate what, what we really mean by emergence and whether we're talking about the, okay. the kind of emergence okay. in complexity theory within so the if there was of mathematics no change. or whether we're okay. talking about something like if there was no change, like coming out of... Wait, wait a minute. In the whole, if there was no change, was, would there be any emergence? No. Okay. Reality would be a picture. I'm not it would sure not be a movie. I'm not sure what the reality no change. would You look at a picture, it's I'm not sure the what the, the term would mean if there was no change. So basically, emergence and change are one and the same thing. <laughs> no. Because if there is no change, there's nothing new coming up. Yeah, but that's like saying, um, if there was no potassium, there would be no bananas. Therefore, banana equals potassium. But that's not true. I didn't say that. Well, I think you I said emergence say. is change. Or in order for like a that. banana to appear in reality, there has to be change. You, it sounded like you said something like, um, uh, you know, like emergence needs change, therefore emergence is change. They're tied together. If there is no change, not there's no the emergence. And if there's no emergence, there's no change. So basically, no, reality, no, 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 no. Again, that's like saying there's no, if there's no potassium, there's no banana. But if there's no banana, there's no potassium. No, no I'm, I'm, I'm not it, saying it, the same. We're not saying the same thing. You can have change without emergence, emergent properties. You can't have emergent properties without change, but you can have change without emergent properties. One is a more, they're not the same <laughs> level of phenomena. Again, this is why it's important to, to, to uh, be careful of what we actually mean by emergence. If, if all you mean by emergence is change, then obviously change equals change. If you define emergence as change, yeah. then that's like, you know, banana yeah. equals banana. Yes. What I'm no trying banana, to go there is no to banana. Yes. is that consciousness, but, but emergence consciousness, in any context does not mean simply change. Consciousness doesn't go from no consciousness to consciousness. There are various degrees of, of consciousness, course, consciousness because it's emergent. Non, no, nothing to something because okay. if there's no there consciousness, go. then there is no consciousness. So consciousness can't go from okay. its own so, absence. Well, now we're going because somewhere. then there is no. Now we're going somewhere. Like, now no you are agreeing. Changes. Now you are agreeing that consciousness is in the spectrum. There's a little bit of consciousness, a little bit more consciousness, a little bit more consciousness, a whole bunch of consciousness, self-awareness. Actually, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that. Uh, it could it's be, the same process. It could be totally black and white that there is either consciousness or not. Based on your definition, 
because you said consciousness is the input uh, and right. processing of data and also the output. So I'm going actually, to tell you where... on, on that basis, we could, we could potentially not have a spectrum at all. We could either say that is present or absent. Okay. Okay, so now we're going to mix both things, the spectrum of consciousness and where this analog change, the analog function, changes into non-analog, which is either something or nothing. And Before I can is... follow you, I actually have to know what you mean by spectrum. Are you saying like the more well, data processing that occurs, the, 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 the more higher consciousness, the spectrum? The more consciousness, the more awareness. Like, okay, you so know, that, the I'll, mosquito I'll has a little bit of consciousness. Definition. The human has a lot of consciousness. Et cetera, the computer et has a vast amount of consciousness, according to if your you definition. say so, I don't know. Not according yes. to me. I, yeah. I'm not but, working on my ideas. I'm you know, on, it, I'm examining true, yours. Okay, so does, if the computer has a lot of consciousness, so that does the chair, in a, in a sense, you know. My because there's exchange, the, my there's exchange of data, data in the matter that the chair is chairs. made of. But in any case, I'm going to present this. Where does the autistic or the spectrum of consciousness autistic. change? I, I, I use this, the, the, the term uh, autistic spectrum and consciousness uh, spectrum is the same thing. So basically. So you're that, saying as what? Sorry, what has consciousness got to do with autism? Uh, to use this, the term uh, the 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 term spectrum because the spectrum doesn't mean autism no but they describe autism in the spectrum meaning that you can be a little bit autistic or very autistic so i i use that to say you can be a little bit conscious or very conscious you see i'm just a it's a greater in. and lesser degrees of data processing there you go so where do you say that it's not conscious because it's very little? Well, working on your definition, then mm. if there's no data processing, then there would be no consciousness according yes. to your definition. So yes, far. but that only happens at zero Kelvin. Now, Anything this is be... where you leap into the irrational. No, 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 no. I continue. Uh, I continue adding zeros. I continue adding zeros and, and zeros and ones, zeros and ones, zeros and ones, zeros and ones, zero one, zero one, zero one, zero one, zero one, zero one. So if you have a whole bunch of zeros and ones, you have a lot of consciousness. Again, and zero one you've defined as no energy in energy. So there you go. Uh, a very tiny amount of energy. At the the building here. blocks of your concept are flawed, in my opinion. The, the very. And that's why it breaks down when you go to when you when you go into sort of more complex thinking on your, of your ideas. The very building blocks of of your, the concepts that you've generated are, mm -hmm. are, are, are very peculiar. You're you're yes, conceptualizing yes, something yes, about zero energy and energy, yeah. and then this data, and you're saying that uh, you and you have so far. I, I can see no. Let's make like it this said, way. No, no intellectual or or physical yeah. evidence of let, let, let me put inanimate objects processing and, data. And we'll let somebody else talk, but yeah. let me put it this way: consciousness feels analog to us. What do you mean by analog? It changes. There's more or less. It's it's like a symphony. You know, there's no holes in the music, but you're hearing the the symphony of the music. But I'm very well aware. When you go to sleep. I'm very well aware that no matter how analog consciousness feels in the spectrum, it is still made of quanto, quanta, which is a zero and a one. 
And the combination of zeros and ones feels analog, but the whole thing is still quantized. So taking that back to your definition of consciousness, which is processing data, are you saying that in your personal experience, you observe that you process individual units of energy or data? Yes. I don't know what you mean by data, yes. but you, yes. you got the zero and one hypothesis, but then you got the data. Yeah. So you, individual packets of data, you, you directly experience yourself processing individual packets of data. Is that, what, is that what you're saying? And because between every package of data, between every zero and one, consciousness is an emergent process in the spectrum. Are you still talking from your direct experience or are you again? This is my direct experience, yes. No, no, no. This is can, you, can you describe from, to us the experience of processing a single unit of data? Yes. Please do. You, you get out of your own mind. You go a little bit crazy, like in the Kula Sunyata Sutta, where the mind says any, any zero one is also an Icha Tuka and an I don't feel like you're explaining experience. I, exp I feel like you're explaining concepts. Can you that's, explain that's us? So, that's my experience. Recount, <laughs> can you recount to us the experience of processing a single unit of data? Describe us Wait, the process. Okay, so let's say that I take a trip in my mind into zero Kelvin. Okay. Okay, this, so you, this is... you would be dead. No, uh, physically, yes, but in my mind, I, I can go anywhere. So you're saying anytime. you're imagining zero degrees Kelvin. My consciousness, okay. to be That's specific. That's already a massively complex uh, this processing This task. consciousness, this consciousness, i.e. Yeah. this process, this emergent process, which comes from reality, which is reality looking at itself, reality gives itself through this consciousness the freedom to travel all the way to zero Kelvin and to infinity. And realizes that there is no real jump because zero is infinite and infinite is zero and everything in between is just the same change uh, the same chains of uh, of data so how you know it doesn't matter how much data you look at it's always made of zeros and ones i don't feel like you just described to us the experience of processing a single unit of data it's freedom. I feel like you described you a very complex you, imaginary process yeah, you, and a lot of that speculative intellectual uh, commentary. That's release. That experience is release. That's true, true nirvana, true uh, uh, enlightenment, where you are able to squeeze between a zero and a one, just come through again and go back in and out, in and out, in and out. And it so doesn't now, matter. Now you're between a zero and a one. This is no of longer course, binary. You now have a third. Consciousness is emergent of reality and reality is made of zeros and ones. It has to emerge somewhere. And it's in the space between zero and one. I haven't heard any, uh, any, anything close to what I was asking for. I know. I, yeah, maybe I, someone else has I, something to say. Don't cry, Dominic. Don't May cry, Dominic. Dominic cannot talk today? May I intrude with a different opinion? Yes, yeah, please. please, Mike, please, by all means. Okay. I have five minutes less, by the way. Uh, all right. I'm going to be taking off shortly, too, because I've got stuff to do. But uh, this, this business of consciousness is an emergent property. Um, I would be much more comfortable with the idea that consciousness is some sort of basic building block of the universe or reality or whatever it is. Mike, I'd love to hear what you're about to say, but first, 
Can I just ask, are you using the word the same as Lewis, which means uh, receiving and processing data, or are you using consciousness in a different way? I had the sense you might be using it in a different way, which might, I might even find more palatable. When we talk about consciousness, I would not give a definition of consciousness. You're already in a safer position. I would say, hey, I know what consciousness is, and so do you. We all know what consciousness is. We experience it directly. Direct experience, yes. From my point of view, consciousness probably ought to be identified with some sort of awareness, okay? I'm not really thinking of information processing. As a matter of fact, I recall an interesting experience I went through where I had a minor medical procedure Mm. and they put me out. And I remember going into this darkness as it was. And I was there and I experienced it. Mm. And I was aware of it, and there were no thoughts passing. Sure. Okay? Pure being. There was no processing going on. Pure being beyond the mind. From from my point of view, I was completely conscious. Yep. Uh, So, as I say, I I am not at all sure that we, uh, you know, that that I would like to think of consciousness as being something identified with data processing, although we can certainly be aware of data processing Mm -hmm. and lots of other things. Mm. Yeah. (laughs) Okay. I'd say data processing is very much a part of the specific cognitive functioning of the, of the, especially the human mind, the prefrontal cortex. Well, no, 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 that's, but Maybe an you know, I can certainly, I can certainly imagine, but, you know, yeah. some sort of automaton that had data being input to it, and it was processing the data. Yeah. But I certainly yeah. was conscious. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Like computers. Like computers. See, that, that, that's the special thing about human consciousness. It's a knowing that knows it is knowing. But again, computers don't I know say, <laughs> I am not at all sure that I would want to think of it as an emergent property. I realize that this tends to be the accepted, the quote unquote scientific, the majority opinion that this is what consciousness must be, but I'm not at all sure I believe that. So you think that matter is the emergent property. Uh, I find you the emergent oh, property of consciousness. <laughs> Maybe. But Mike, I find your ideas much more palatable. But um, I would say let's I would say data processing may be an emergent property. But you, what you're talking about is not uh, Lewis's consciousness. You're, what you're talking about is something other. And um, so, yes, you know, depending on what that is then uh, I, I, I could perhaps agree with you. Um, yeah. And, but I think it's that, that this brings the, maybe it highlights the importance of knowing what we're really talking about. So 
because we could argue, different people could argue about what consciousness is, but they may be not really disagreeing or not even really agreeing when they think they're disagreeing or agreeing, depending on what, whether they're talking about the same concept. So your, your consciousness and Lewis's consciousness are two separate things, which is why uh, you know, disagreements with one argument may not apply to disagreements with the other. Do you see what I mean? I'm curious as to whether or not Luis would say, I'm not talking about consciousness. When I talk about anything, I'm talking about the whole and the parts at the same time. In a sense, you just said that there, there are two different consciousnesses. I say that what is, which is reality, so the, the, the observed, the observer, which is, let's say, our consciousness, if we agree on that, and the observing, which is the very act of sharing input, output, and uh, analysis, are the same one thing, the same whole with different, different uh, aspects, but it's the same one thing. I, me, entity separate from uh, reality, I'm not looking at reality. This is reality looking at itself through itself. There is no separation anywhere. The only separation exists between the zero and one, and it's just a quantum leap, nothing, nothing else. If I can share, guys, um, <clears throat> it'll have a lot of subdirectories to it. First of all, the fact that I'm sharing it out loud, I'm gonna be talking from the conditioned mind. <clears throat> Consciousness has many variations to it. One, Lewis, you're talking about it. You can, you can gauge it numerically. You can gauge time with a clock in the watch, but you don't see time. Also, the Dominic, fact that Dominic have, will you be will you be giving us a, a brief definition of what you mean by consciousness? Consciousness I, is anything that you're aware of. Things, Dominic, whether, yes, I have to detach. I'm sorry, but I am definitely going to look at the uh, recorded uh, uh, the recording of this conversation so I can uh, get your input. Sure. That being said, Namaste, everybody. Bye, Luis. Always a pleasure. Have a good day. To, uh, thank you, and, thank you. you too. To entertain you, Justin, about the definition. Yeah. Once again, I've already said, but I, I will entertain it. We're talking from the conditioned mind. Everything yes, that you, yeah. everything that we're sharing is conditioned. So even when you use, sure. and I've shared with other people in the group before, when you look at an object, you live in a material realm. So everything that you say, hand, tree, you don't see the language, let alone when I say the word, you don't see the thoughts that you're actually perceiving. Let alone do you see the sounds and frequency coming from it. That's consciousness also. So what do you mean when you say you don't see the thoughts? You mean visually? When I hold up this piece of paper. Yeah. And I say blue piece of paper. Where do you see the word blue piece of paper on this? You don't. No. So you're, we're all constantly associating, describing something that's undescribable. You live in a material realm. The old teachings of the old, old teachings of good, of e good and evil, this meant spiritual material. The spiritual is anything that you can't see. That's what will be classified as spiritual. So like music. There is sounds and frequencies in there, and there's even the different no, frequencies. Yeah. Why yes, I say music is because you can't see music, but you can hear it. Is it? You well, can I'm not hear sure it. That's what you mean. You are. Well, I'm going to 
since you're going to go on a tangent, I'll go with you on this. So when you actually have sounds and frequency in music, you also have sodium in your blood. There's memory stored in it. Schooling system is not going to teach all that kind of stuff, but that's consciousness too. So an animal, if me and you could strip our mind, we would maybe become aware of high-pitched noise that animals can pick up. We might even be able to pick up uh, what we can't see with our five senses. Air, prana, chi. That's yeah, consciousness yeah. too. Um, the energy around us, the, the memory cells that's in salt, that's consciousness too. That's all consciousness. But the fact that we're using a language to describe it is its own consciousness. So for example, English is a meaningful language. It's not a comprehension language such as Greek or Sanskrit. It's a healing language. Healing language in what sense? Healing the fact that if you do mantras enough times, you can change the molecule, which is another consciousness. And when I say consciousness, you're all aware of those are energy. This whole concept of oneness, it sounds nice when we say it, oneness, but are we talking about oneness within our own vessel? Because the external world is that. Like me, you, Justin, and Mike, and, and Jay, when you go in the shower, you're still in here. When you're making love to somebody, you're still in here. When you're in a car, you're still in here. You have your own kingdom, which has 12 receivers. We just don't, a lot of people never become aware of that. They're too busy debating, and this is the whole fun part about this. We have senses, but me and you cannot see each other's senses. Well, what we're really doing is we're peddling our own views. That's all we're doing, our own perceptions. Um, when I was sharing you, old every day. Well, well, maybe thank you for correcting me. It's just parts of it. So when I showed you this piece of paper and I described it, blue piece of paper, four corners, none of it's there. But each of those description is its own experience. The literal experience is this one. So when we have the alchemy of language, steel, plastic, we don't see plastic. We don't see steel. We associate it by giving it a language that we don't see, which is its own consciousness. The materials is the same, meaning that uh, this is where we get into esoteric when they talk about symbologies. If you didn't know how to speak a language, you would have to use mimicking words. You'd be, going, you'd be grunting, pointing, all that. But that's also I think that's the origin of language. Could be. It could be. We could only maybe the vocalization, even of maybe early, early, early on, maybe the vocalization of um, affects. Mm -hmm. You know, before the cognitive mind got so developed. Now we can, you know, verbalize very complex, uh, abstract, intellectual thoughts. But I would guess, yeah, maybe originally like feelings. You know, like even now we still make certain noises for sexual arousal or for mm -hmm. anger or for scorn. So I think maybe, yeah. Most of, no, 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 anytime. Most of us get caught up in the fact that all of our senses, our thinking capacity are all attached to emotions. And unfortunately, most of them are never developed because there's usually a, a developing age that you start learning about emotions and mental capacities, let alone physical development. But that's because people just aren't aware. So they can say the word consciousness, they can say the word love and hate, but they really don't, it doesn't resonate with them. So what they do is they end up settling or settlement, use the word Latin mind. They're always playing with the hemispheres, the king and queen, but never really uniting them together, which is his own consciousness. But when we, like Lewis, I get it. I've always asked him curiosity, why do you just play with zeros and ones? Why don't you say black and white? Why don't you say unknown and known? It, yeah, becomes, yeah. A, it becomes his own mantra, which if it works for yeah. him, all the power to him. But unfortunately, sure it works for him though. Even if it doesn't, you know what I mean? Hopefully he'll learn something from it. 
you know, because yeah. I think that's how we can be of service and of real service to ourselves by saying it over and over again. And if he realizes ah, maybe I was misleading myself, then he'll learn about humbleness or maybe pride. Either way, mm. it doesn't matter. And and even that I'm only using two descriptions. Yeah. We're multidimensional beings, but I get the duality part, you know, whether the Buddhism talk about attachment as opposed to resistance. People can be attached to pleasures, let alone they can be attached to pain, you know, but both of them are suffering if you if you allow yourself to get caught up in it. I'm my own hypocrite, so it's not me saying, well, I'm enlightened, because if I am, how would I explain it to other people with a, a meaningful language? That's the whole ideal. You know, that's why we have so much comp conflict in our language, because it's a combination of four other languages. But at the same time, it's a meaningful language. It's not a comprehension yeah, yeah. language. So if I was going to philosophize about things, the first and foremost, I would have to understand, am I presenting myself and philosophizing on a biased point of view or non-biased? Non-biased, then I'm is there a Is there a non-biased point of view? There can be, but then you have to be the observer of those things. So you have to be observer, you know, the old teaching of know thyself, who's the knower and who's the self. The self is the onboard program. Well, I'm going to use data information here, where the language we're using right now, Justin, is a program. Um, where we get this ideal that reading is the way to go, we're not born in, in these forms like, you know, when a, a baby horse is born within a certain period of time, it knows how to walk. We're not taught. We have to be taught or can condition or dumb down to learn how to read. It's a very literal procedure of reading. If we were Quite designed um, to a certain point. Same with belief system. You're communicating system. love with writing behind your picture. I, I appreciated that when I saw it. Well, well, true. But, but you have your association to what the word love means. Yes, yeah, definitely. Yeah. But, but that's one, what the words are for, right? Even writing this to trigger in us these sort of mental clouds of categories of uh, experience. You know, I was going to say categories of meaning, but I switched mm -hmm. to experience because in a way, we're just trying to trigger the sort of recollection of um, experiences in each mm -hmm. other, aren't we? Like even when you said there's a four square four four corner blue thing mm -hmm. and really that's you're trying to trigger in me my what i have accumulated from my experience so that i can somehow have a reference to mm -hmm. sort of the kinds of phenomena that you are referring or that you are experiencing so that we can share that experience you know that, that's, that's the way Most, i see language that's I all i do i'm sharing i yeah. guess where I, was, where I was going with that is people i'm gonna have to leave Ciao, mike have a nice have a nice breakfast have a nice breakfast my friend <laughs> oh, thank, thank you, you. Nice mike. to meet you and thank you for sharing that consciousness is the building block i like that one. Oh, that's my, uh, my opinion that's right thanks mike okay or I, I shouldn't even say it's my opinion I lean in that direction. I'm open to other possibilities. But Mike, anyway, uh, good meeting you, Justin. Mike, before you could go, would, would you mind, and I'm sorry to, to, if this interrupts Dominic's uh, process, but since you're about to go and I might never see you again, um, would, would you be willing to share just for a minute or two the, some more details of the experience of that uh, medical procedure, not the medical procedure, but the the characteristics of the mental experience within that like for example was there any um what parts of your felt personality were functioning or what what how much identity was present do you know what i mean all i can say 
was that I seemed to be in a kind of, I would like to say darkness. Yes. But this is misleading because it was not darkness. It was absence of light. Mm. I would like to say I was in a great stillness, but this mm. would be misleading right. because it was rather just an absence of sound. Mm. I, uh, in some sense, it was awareness without anything of which to be aware. Was that including no, any, no any thoughts passing? Yeah. Other than just waiting. So, Mike, for example, um, it's possible to have an absence of thought, but still a... Um, let's say some presence of personality for example or some sense of um identity if you know what i mean um but in, the, in that case was there was there even any awareness of mike or of you know what i mean uh i'm, I'm wondering like how stripped down it was did you have any well, any, if, any if sense I of mike aware of mike yeah. And it seems to me I would have to start thinking mm -hmm. about oh. some of the details. Oh, I can see Mike. And I wasn't do doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so was there was just, a kind of a great, great waiting. simplicity. Huh? You were waiting, did you say? Yes. Was there a sense Perhaps of what you were waiting for? For uh, things to be done. Uh, you mean the medical procedure? Yes. So there was um, awareness of the medical situation or the, the medical procedure situation to some extent. I can't say that there was anything other than this just sense of waiting. Yeah. That's the only thing that I can recall. That's, that's very interesting. I'm very glad to hear those details, Mike. Okay. Yeah. So like, okay. I hope that's uh, of some use or interest to you. Yeah, so. definitely. I had a friend who died during a medical procedure, but then kind of came back to life. And they, they were also there, um, you know, certain things were stripped away, certain things were not. It was, it's, yeah. it was interesting to hear some, some of these, uh, these details. Uh, mm. Our mental experience can be so varied and, and under different circumstances. So I, I'm very grateful for sharing your experience, Mike. Thank you. You know, it was, it was almost a pleasant experience. Yeah. Almost. Anyway, have a good day. So Mike. You too. Thank Bye. you. Thanks. Continue to have pleasant experiences. <laughs> okay. Maybe not in a coma, but Something like Dominic, that. I'm sorry. No, no, you don't have to apologize, yeah. Jason. You don't have to apologize. That, that, I can even elaborate on that, actually, where when people see the light, they don't realize the unknown is the darkness. This is why we have yin and yang. We have subjective, objective. We just, we just can't pick it up. So if people could see thoughts and emotions, they would see the light. Because we, we, we're experiencing thoughts. Like when you're saying thoughts and personality, those are both conditions. We've been conditioned from birth. Um, to elaborate a little bit more about reading, wasn't really talking about words itself, but reading. 
If you are aware, and we all can become aware, that you have 12 receivers in your bodies, the oral, oral teachings opposed to reading teachings, you would even go to reading. Because with reading teaching, it teaches the two hemispheres to be very literal, left to right, up and down, or vice versa, depending on the hemisphere. The crown above us, it's not fully engaged because if you're listening to oral, you're teaching about it, you're, you're allowing your other receivers, your insight, your imagination, your intuitive side to engage in the kingdom. So that's why nothing wrong with um, reading, but it has its limitations. So back in the days when people would do, and even today, people do oral, oracle, oral teachings, you're engaging other things. So when people used to speak in old days, they knew enough to, reading was a, just a dumbed down version. Now, when you used to do paintings and all that, you can have your imagination kicking in, you can have many interpretations of, of a drawing. Same with sounds and frequencies. So it's just a limitation. It's like when people talk about free will. Free will is one of many, many choices that, that the mind has. Many. But to, to, to narrow this to free, I'm like, okay, so what about open, narrow, receiving mind or intuitive mind? There's many variations. Same with the heart. You know, it's not really the heart that people have an issue with or they'll, they'll lean towards it. It's the blood that goes to the heart because there's memory in it. This is why when I forget the Japanese gentleman or Chinese gentleman, he says, you can communicate with water. I said, yes, but you oh, never. Yeah. Masaharu Emoto. Yeah. But even I that. I would say he's a fraud. So, well, but, he could be, but he was doing baby steps, you know. To talk about that you can communicate with liquid, like think about when people do liqueurs, you, you can run it through the memory cells. We all have our own. This is why when people do blood transfusions, they take on memories of other people. That's why when we're around strong magnets, you can change people's positive to negative on their blood types. There's a lot to be said about, we've introduced a lot of things in the last hundred years, like radio frequencies, electricity, we've introduced Wi-Fi. That plays a major havoc on us energy beings. But because we're caught up in the material, and this is why I was using a simple example as a paper, a guy will say, he's a scientist. I said, so you went to school to get one degree? Well done. But what about the 360 other degrees that could be out there? You know, so this is why when you have club members, they get 33 degrees. I'm like, is that what you guys went for? 33 degrees? Why don't you be- You're the Masons. Masons, uh, skull and bones and all. They're, they're actually very low degrees, Justin's. That they're just very low degree. They're here to anchor, whether they know it, the ones that get to a certain level, they're here to anchor this realm. This realm, this realm is ruled. I had a friend thing. who went up to, I don't know, the second highest degree mm -hmm. in the Masons or something like that. He was totally disappointed. <laughs> he found it quite useless. Well, yeah. like, like again, it's like if me and you, Justin, we're going to become, we go to the police academy, they're, they're going to yeah. find out certain technology, that, certain things with their technology to find out we have certain gifts. So then we would probably work for CIA. So th that's, that's just a schooling system. So they, they want to find out whether or not there's anybody coming back that has old understanding, you know, whether you're like one of the channelers of old days or uh, a descended or ascended master. But when we're trying to talk at it from one in an intellectual level, then a person has to say, okay, if we're going to have this intellectual question, uh, conversation, have you ever questioned reason? See, if people don't question their own reason, you know what they're going to do with their reason? They're going to use reason for justifications. You know, when we, have a, we live in a species that we have lots of wars because most people that go to war or are, are got up in wars are underdeveloped emotionally. When so you say sorry, questioning the reason, do you mean uh, questioning their, their line of reasoning or their process of reasoning? Or their have you ever like questioned their... your thoughts? Do you ever see paper? If you can't see paper, then you have to realize you don't see hand. You see the objective, you see the material, but where do you see hand? 
Where, where do you see my hat? Where do you see this? Where do you see all that other stuff? You don't see language. And as I'm saying the language, do you see your thoughts? No. You, and if you realize you don't see them, then you're experiencing those things. This is where people say, uh, I'm not the... I guess I see language as a, a very secondary phenomenon. Like I don't, I don't take words or language to be, you know, sort of real in themselves, but just mm -hmm. kind of, uh, kind of useful, mm -hmm. rather basic tools mm -hmm. to to you know for, for the sake of communication but even thoughts in one's own head you know we can think about things but you know i would try not to take any of them too seriously i mean like you say thoughts are not reality so you we can get so attached to certain thoughts or is like or, or believing have, everything is zeros and ones but, but, but justin example, you know, or do we have it backwards or, or do we have it backwards see or, we we use the what word do you mean by that? We use the word reality because we're in the known realm, but we don't see the unknown, the essence to the known. This is why when people say question things. I don't see almost all of the so-called known realm. Like, you know, my, my known realm is extremely small. These days, mostly limited to my mm -hmm. flat. <laughs> well, it helps the fact that we're living in an age of information right now. You know, we, yeah. we're not living in an age of reason. And even that, the men back in the days like Socrates, Kant, and all these characters, they were from a very limited point of view. It's like me talking to Jay. I said, if Buddha was living today, how many fucking attachments would he have? He would have many. And even that, would he be having it because mm -hmm. he was living like me and Justin or Jay? Or would he be having attachments like living like Bill Gates and maybe Elon Musk? And even that, that's public wealth. That's not, that's not elite wealth. You I know? think maybe there's, um, there's, there's ways that we can change the functioning of our mind. I'd be coming aware of it. Such, such, <laughs> that it's, um, such that the result, if taken to a certain extent, can be independent of uh, surroundings. Actually, this thought came to me when I was, uh, the first time I trained in meditation was in Thailand. I was about 18 mm -hmm. for a month. And then, and then I went into the jungle for a month. I couldn't handle the city. And uh, I lived in, with a very nice family in the middle of the jungle. They didn't even have a dirt road, let alone a, anything else, um, no vehicles. And people seem so happy and so nice. And, but even this question, like, you know, um, how does that relate to concepts like enlightenment and so on? And I, I realized so much is, is to do with conditions. For example, people in, in another village, uh, you know, through the, through the forest, they had a road and their, the, their mental quality was much lower. There was, more dissociation i could see more distrust mm -hmm. more greed and it was so like you're saying you know like the the surroundings are different and people can be very different like like your hypothesis about what if the buddha was living today but i think there's something beyond that that beyond just the way our minds can change so much depending on even what material possessions are around us i think it's possible to reorganize the operation of our mind such that we are not so pushed and pulled by you know the the, the external circumstances well the external situation only does a small amount it's the unknown part that's actually pushing you so i give an example people that are happy aren't searching for awareness people that are sad aren't searching search, searching for awareness so you just said openly that you practice meditation okay meditation is actually the concept of listening unless you're doing the other two other practices which is prayer which is inquiry or or peace which is silence what would you be listening to 
You see, when me and you are sharing and Jay, we're hearing each other. The listening should always be going on inside. So when a person gets into a meditation, for a lot of people, when they do Vipassana, they spend too much time worrying about the posture and all that. And even that, I joke with them after we broke our silence. I said, when people are talking at nighttime and you're laughing, did you realize you broke your silence? Because they're not inwards being intuitive, let alone all the other different receivers in their bodies, what most people end up doing is they play the part. They do all these rituals. I wear an orange court, so I'm a monk. No, you're just an idiot. I'm a guy that goes through the <laughs> wailing wall. You're just an idiot. So I only say that, I only say that for them to become aware to say, listen, is it my role for you to question you or is it your own role? People should be debating like they do masturbation alone. That should be done on their own. Same with prayer. Same with being in silence. You know, the Muslims, when they talk about peace be upon you, silence be upon you. Why do you need to be in a silent state? Because your ego, yourself, has been not conditioned correctly. So it's going to interfere. It's not about killing the self. It's about making it know its place. I was saying when earlier, you say that you, when you say uh, you should be debating with yourself, yes. but I, I, are you saying that you shouldn't debate with other people? Or are you, you saying you should do both, can by you? yourself and with others? If, if I, I think saw... it is extremely useful to debate with other people because if, if I would only debate with myself, then it's possible that I would actually avoid trying to defeat my own arguments and that I would be stuck with myself just being my own bitch and just <laughs> saying yes to myself. You know? So let me, and let, me, let me ask you something, Jack. I would rather have other people that would disagree with me that, that's very uh, non-philosophy view. And a lot, a lot of guys do that. I get it because we live in a sport in the age where there has to be winners and losers opposed to we're here to participate. Where when you go to sleep, who functions that vessel? If you got into, I don't wish this upon you, but if you got into a comatose state, who functions that body? If you fast for 40 days, who's functioning that body? Your, your conscious mind does fuck all. It does fuck all. It picks its likes and dislikes. But when it comes to functioning that vessel, that's another being inside of you. And it's and it does. And this is the whole concept of seek from within because we're like a cell phone, but more high tech. We have many receivers in our bodies, and it's picking up many informations. So when we're going to debate teacher students within ourselves, the reason why we have this slave master mentality is because the intellect wants to overcome the emotion. That's why we have sociopaths, narcissists, we have psychopaths. But it's usually the people that are dating them. They're very under and they're always poor, poor me. They use their, their, their emotion as a weapon now where your debate, well, if there is a debate, is within oneself. If there's well, a debate well, that we When have, I said my own bitch, I didn't mean like a servant and master. What I meant is, maybe it was a, not the best expression, but what I meant is like a, what is it? A yes, sir? What do they say? Basically, just I could always agree with myself, you know, and my, I could be so sure of myself if I'm only kind of debating with myself. Of course, we can take a very different approach and we can, we can deliberately try to really challenge our own ideas within ourselves, which I think is very, very helpful. Well, then why do people but, even go to a why do people even go into a meditative state if they think they're the only being that, that can function that body? Now, now for me, uh, debate and meditation are two very different processes because well, the, the the kind of um, meditation uh, from that's from from the subculture that I belong to, uh, meditation would actually be specifically disengaging from uh, the sort of cognitive functioning of the mind. Mm -hmm. we, I would employ that in, in, in what I would term contemplation, but in terms of meditation, the, the kind of meditation that, that is in my world is um, non-conceptual. Just, you know, 
holding one's awareness on specific objects. It could be a multitude of objects. Often it's actually purely emotional object, like generating uh, the emotion of loving kindness, for mm -hmm. example, or, or going into tranquility in which you need to make all of the more gross functions of the mind actually cease until, mm -hmm. you know, just allowing the awareness to clarify on the much more sort of, um, I, I want to say subtle, but that, that could sound pretentious, but I kind of want to say the subtle function of the mind. I guess yeah. if you if you choose to go into that state, like you're saying, to do reflection and all that and become a better human being, which is great, but to become that student, then you have to actually start inquiring. And if you're going to inquire, you have to go into a silent state because something else has to present itself to you. So most people, and I say this with, with all kindness and sincerity, most people never get to that point of being a student. What they end up doing is to do all the rituals and it'll make them a better person in the sense that maybe or reinforce themselves. You can do yeah, contemplation. Yeah, like tribal identity, kind yes. of tribal belonging, similar to collect, you know, being a football supporter, I think. Yeah. So a lot of those mala wearing, mala mm -hmm. bead wearing, mm -hmm. shawl wearing. Uh, but, but if somebody wants to be a bodhicara or maybe even elevate himself to like, we'll say to a Buddha, there's a lot more work in front of that. And I don't think a lot of people, yeah. unless they actually have a lot to lose, you know, most people don't even, aren't Almost even aware. No one wants to do that work. Yeah. What's that? Almost no one wants to do that work. Um, well, it's not yeah. a matter. Well, we can only speculate that nobody wants to do that work. No, I said almost. I didn't say nobody. I almost, you know, if, 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 uh, one one Buddhist teacher said to me something, or well, said in this small private teaching, he says something quite interesting. He said um, about, you know, the Tibetans have this idea that you can become enlightened in one lifetime. And he said, okay. yes, it's possible. Mm -hmm. But he said, like, you know, you know, the famous story, Milarepa, um, he, you know, he, he, he used all of his effort, 100% of his effort, and he became enlightened in one lifetime. Mm -hmm. But if you use... 50%, you know, maybe, maybe it takes you to, you know, you don't want to take this too literally, but it's a nice analogy. And then he's saying, but most of us, we don't even use 1%, you know, so you shouldn't be expecting to, that you can attain enlightenment in one lifetime if you're only using 1% of your effort. I guess for me, because he knows me well, I'm an agitator for the sake of just being an agitator. I would have told that guy, I said, so when are you going to, when are you going to become the essence to that enlightenment? Because the light, that's all people ever see when they get to that point. I don't give shifts the Dalai Lama himself. I said, listen, we have poverty with or without you. We, we, life we have exists. with or without you, sir? We have, we have poverty with or without him. Poverty. You yeah. know, we have so much crime going on. Has, has it put a dent in the world? No, we have so many books written in the world. Has that put a dent? No, it hasn't. It's always been a, a journey of oneself. But who is the self, first and foremost? And once you realize the self has its limitation, then you have to say, well, who's the knower? Now that could all be playing us playing a game with ourselves, but that's the seeking part. If there's even a seeking to be done, you know, this is where I say one has to be able to question reason. But if a person can't question yeah. reason, then it's an indicator for them their bias. Well, so why this someone not be able to question reason, or just because they are kind of unwilling? Well, okay. For example, I'm telling you, okay, you're using a meaningful language called English. Do you know the, you, Do you know the other four languages that actually it's it's a subdirectory of the English language? There's four other languages, and they're all meaningful languages. They're not there healing. Are four language. other languages? You mean in that the are, world? No, there's four other languages that becomes English. Spanish, well, I mean, French, Spanish, well, French. Well, I mean, it's got Saxon and it. it's got uh, Norm, Norman, French. Well, we had rulers. We've Saxon, had rulers. Roman. But, it's, got, the, it's got a lot. I mean, like any language, it's, uh, you know, a, a, a continuously evolving phenomenon. 
Sure. We, we don't even use creation or formation language. So because we have so many languages, there's sounds and frequency in it. Because I'm, I'm, I'm saying the word out loud, it's a meaningful language. It's not a healing language. It's not a comprehension language. If we're using Wouldn't a comprehension- you say all languages are meaningful? No, no. We're using a meaningful language. English is a meaningful language. Okay, I can agree. Yeah, I can agree. Well, it's not about agreeing. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> it's not about agreeing. See, this is the whole idea. This is the game. The whole idea of debating agreeing. I have five, I have many senses. Sleep is the sense, resting is a sense. We have many senses, but people for some reason, want, this is this is us again. We create God in our image. We create consciousness in our image. We do all this, yeah. but we yeah. don't question it. So examine one plus one equals two. Okay, two and two and a person will say four. I said, did I say plus and equal? No, I said, you're not following within yeah. yourself. It's like the number nine. Why is the number nine? When you multiply with any number except for zero, always adds up at number nine. Because people more times than not, as a collective, aren't aware that number nine is the indicator for spiritual and the material realm. That's why the Chinese love the number eight, because it's the material realm. They, they enjoy being more in the material realm. That's why they excel more. And I'm not saying individually. It's a collective thing. It's like karma. Karma is a collective thing, not an individual thing. If me and you were in a police academy and all of a sudden we commit a crime or done some other injustice to another human being. We get rewarded for it. Maybe. Our, our, our system will reward us or protect us. That's karma. You know, we put too much value thinking that it's an individual thing that's going to destroy the whole. No, first of all, we have there's rulers on this plane. I would suggest there might be even there in that police academy committing atrocities mm -hmm. even when getting rewarded for it mm -hmm. i think that there may still be a negative mental consequence on but, the individual but, but there's the example justin i'm saying a statement that it could yeah. be karma i'm questioning the system that's the reason yeah. part remember First humanity well, we should question, ponder, reflect, you know, yeah, ponder. you could do many different things, but people don't want to go there. What I usually do is I do critical thinking deduction. So I see a lot of people not doing this stuff. So I can't assume that people are actually pursuing wisdom and understanding. Most people are caught up in belief systems or knowledge. Yeah, that's fine. Agree, yeah. But the thing is, belief system has this value, but it has this limitation. Same with knowledge, same with wisdom. I absolutely you know? agree with that statement. Well, if you agree or disagree, but if it resonates with you, all power <laughs> to you, my, my soul, my buddy. But outside of that, it comes down to each individual person. This is why when the ego kicks in and it says, I agree, be prepared to hear the disagreeing part. I could give two shits what other people think. I told my buddies many times, I said, I don't give a flying fuck who you are. They might try to say, but why? I said, because I don't want any qualms down the road. When you say, but Dom, you said you care. I said, who's responsible for you? You, not me. Not the Buddha, not the Pope, not the Queen. Now, I can now study things from an outside observer. So they have many corporations. Hmm. Well, they talk about channelers. They talk about how certain kingdoms have been formulated. They can print fucking money. This is why when you vote for somebody or you chose state or religion, in this case, Roman Catholic, you can't be biased. You can't be non-biased now. You've chosen a side. So you can only go in that direction. It's when a person says... You, can, you, can, you don't have to stick with that choice. That, you know, you can later change your opinion yes you know, when you when you update your sort of knowledge like oh actually that guy turns out to be a total bastard uh, i'm not going to vote for him again well, or i'm even going to protest against the person who i voted for you know that's that, that would be healthy, I think. But, 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 I, but I encourage everybody should carry a mirror in their back pocket all the time. So every time they talk to somebody, they can put it in front of their face. I said, now you're projecting. Now you know who you're talking to. <laughs> because that's, that's who you're going to learn from. Because really, the outside world, we're never there, Justin. We're never there in the outside world. We're always in here. So our kingdom is within ourselves. That's why they talk about... I would know, suggest that, that it's 
possible to view that in a slightly different way. I'm not saying that what you, I, I disagree necessarily, but that, that uh, maybe I find it useful to think in, in, in a way that how much, so let's say, okay, let's say on the one side, we have like, we are in here and then the other is out there. Uh, but let's say, if it's a little bit more fluid that, that to some extent we can become less only in here and a little bit more out there. For example, you know, if the, the, the three of us are interacting as we are now, I c it's possible for me to be totally absorbed in myself and obsessed or not obsessed. It's, it's, it's totally, it's possible for me to have, let's say all my attention, maybe attention is a good word here, my attention inside but mm -hmm. i could also to varying degrees put my extension into uh, awareness of our relation between the three of us or put my attention sort of for example into hyro i wonder how hyro is doing hyro is quiet is hyro satisfied you know is hyro okay is you know and so i can shift my awareness sort of in and out to some degree. I'm not saying it's literally going into the, that room in America, but you know what I mean? One can shift one's center of awareness uh, more or less to but the outside. Is, but is, is by doing that, yeah. is one actually <clears throat> moving from in here to out there? Or is I would say not physically, in, but in here, but thinking about out there and then we're using our conceptualizations of what that other person is thinking. Well, Harry, you said thinking about there, but there's also feeling about there. And then the, these two are actually a little, it's possible to separate them to some extent. We, I can think about you guys, or I can sort of feel into you guys. And, or that's kind of the basis of empathy. And that actually can go to such an extent that you can feel in your body what other people are feeling or, you know, really feel the emotions. For example, even in work as psychotherapists, you know, sometimes someone could be appearing, let's say, angry, but I might even feel a very specific, deep sadness, for example, that I can't even, you know, if I use my eyes, I can't see it manifesting in the person. But sometimes you can actually feel feelings which are not even, you know, evident from the outside um, that are going on in the other person. But that's kind of a more mysterious thing. But we can, even in a less mysterious way, when we just consider each other's feelings, you know, I mean, I think it leads to a more healthy, caring society. Well, when, compared to when, compared, when you're uh, doing psychotherapy with a client and they're, angry do you try to get into their anger or do you just feel uh sadness for them do you try attempt i try to, to do whatever feels the most useful for them at the moment or what, what i feel would be the most useful for them so you know i might really welcome their anger i might be very glad for their anger and um you know, really feeling it with them, or um, it totally depends on the situation. Though, but let's say if there's a, if I can feel a sadness, a sadness and a pain that's underlying the anger, you know, I might entertain the anger for a while, but I also might 
direct the client into the underlying feeling. Um, could by could you, know, you uh, have you ever done any any breathing exercises with them? Like not my, well. Sometimes awareness of the breathing, but I don't I don't really uh, manipulate their breathing. Breathing awareness to calm them down, maybe. Yeah, sometimes to calm them down, but sometimes also to um, act sort of in opposition to dissociation. You know, to bring awareness into the body and it can actually even help get in touch with emotions and getting in touch with emotions can really help in processing them hi joe morning um i can yeah. say something there's people that are gifted that are empathy empath empathetic that's usually a projection of themselves so they've experienced their own feelings and then there's clairvoyance there can be that's those are people usually they're observers they're observing that they're seeing the energy of anger like we that's why we have the word express emotions we don't actually see anger or sadness you know when my buddy said they went to anger management i said did you go to joey management did you go to sadness management whoever told you that shit tell them the fuck off i said it's it's an emotion to express now you need to understand use your thinking hopefully you get critical thinking because you, if you don't have critical thinking and a developed emotion you're going to be always reacting opposed to having the ability to respond you had touched on something just just a little bit earlier they're self-absorbed self-centered people and then there's the people that can become aware of those things and it can even be people that can be rationally selfish you know a self-centered person is different than a self-absorbed person now respect is another word for respect is considering if you consider other beings now that means you would have to elevate and become aware do i treat others like myself or do i treat others better than myself because i even value the concept if you're going to treat yourself like shit treat other people even worse than you be it be really? that be that friend be that enemy because you're there to challenge is because if 